final topic here, the fourth pillar is engagement for the business coach. So one of the first things that you're gonna do, besides obviously the power of the hashtags from the perspective that your post becomes searchable by those specific keywords, is to be able to identify your audience through those hashtags. So I'd be looking for people that are maybe entrepreneurial, people that are business owners, people that are hashtagging the word stress, hashtagging the word work, and I would then engage with those people in those top posts, the most recent, maybe I like their posts, maybe I leave a comment that I think could be they, they'd find a value. And if there's any opportunity that I could send them maybe an ebook, I could send them something of value to them to be able to get their attention. The other um, step in this process of engagement is I would actually start engaging with an, the audience of other motivational speakers. People like Tony Robbins that have a very large following. And I would then go into the comments section. So for me, I would treat this almost like a group. Is I would go in and I would like people's comments, I would make comments, and I'm not trying to push them to come see me. I think that's a, um, a losing mentality. I think that's a loser's um, marketing strategy. Um, loser from the standpoint that you yourself aren't one, just that you're gonna lose for the amount of time that you're gonna put into it. But I would like their comments and then I would engage with them. I'd promote whoever it is. So let's say, for example, Tony Robbins makes a post and there's you know a thousand comments. I would go into those thousand comments and like it and engage with those people, give them, you know, answer questions. Um, and because maybe you like Tony Robbins, then you can answer the way that he would. Or you might know kind of his perspective on things. And that can be really valuable to an audience member. And oh, by the way, people that typically follow Tony Robbins, number one, are open to coaching and they might, they either have afforded his coaching in the past or would be open to affording your coaching. And so it's a really good opportunity to get the attention of people that already like coaching. So you're not trying to convince the unconvincible. You're not trying to sell people on liking coaching because they are already open to Tony Robbins coaching. And, you know, so again, pick the people that you like, uh, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, uh, Brian Tracy, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. There's, there are so many people out there that aren't necessarily exactly motivational speakers, but yet a lot of their content becomes that. Um, Grant Cardone is another one that comes to mind. So as you engage on following hashtags, as you engage on other people's stuff, they're gonna start engaging with you and that's gonna be something that's very uh, impactful. Any posts that you have out there and there's engagement, people like it, people make comments, you wanna engage with all those people, people subscribe to your YouTube channel, thank all those people, be grateful for all those people taking time to engage with you. That level of gratitude is gonna make them feel appreciated. Think about the psychology of someone that leaves a comment. They wanna know that you heard it. They wanna know that you read it. And that's the power, is that you go and you satisfy that desire. Sherm's out.
Good morning. Happy Friday, everybody. Sherm here, the crazy Asian. Hope you're having a fantastic now, the moment that you listen to this. If you're familiar again with Sherm speaking series, today's Friday, so it's personal development. And coming off of the thought, um, I've just finished um, listening to Start With Start Where You Are by Chris Gardner. If that name's not familiar with you, it should be. He's also the man that wrote the book Pursuit of Happiness, is also the man who is the pursuit of happiness, um, de- the, depicted by Will Smith in the movie, I think it was like in 2008, um, an absolutely phenomenal, powerful movie about a father who broke the cycle of fatherlessness in his life and was able to be a single dad and also go after his dreams despite all that was against him. And the book talks about confidence and what he dubs as self-awareness and spiritual genetics. So I'm not going to go into all of that because there's a lot of meat there. Um, but I will say that the, the focus was going through your past and recognizing any self-limiting beliefs that you have of yourself, that you can't accomplish certain things, that you're not going to be able to do certain things, being able to go and identify why those limiters um, exist. And that can be extremely painful. I know for a lot of people, and for him, he talks about the pain of going back and um, processing, understanding really the what he went through when he was sexually abused, having to like mentally go through that and know what that actually meant for him. And so for a lot of people, that's an excruciating process because you're having to admit to yourself that something bad happened and then being able to actually recognize what that means. I know that's a little bit ambiguous. What he talks about is he lost himself in work and said, I don't need to worry about that. I'm just going to stay focused on working. And he realized that he needed to actually accept that that's what happened and to start making positive movements beyond that and accepting that it did happen. And so that was pretty powerful um, in regards to his story. And I think for so many others, having that self-awareness starts with recognizing just your past and what you've been through and ultimately where you're headed and how that's going to have an, an, an overall impact on your life, good and bad. The other thing that comes to mind um, in, in, in reflecting on this book is just, just the confidence. How did, you, how did he have the hope and the belief that in, in the face of homelessness that he and his son would be able to pursue higher heights? And so what he talks about is recognizing that his story 
that wasn't going to be his story. And so he, he starts identifying that there was some definite belief given to him by his mom and also some other individuals that had just had conversations with him. I think he mentions an uncle and how impactful their, their example was of how they moved through their different struggles. He talks about Richard Pryor, who was able, he went to uh, see, see him in his stand-up bit, and he was able to own and accept all these negative things that, were, that had gone, gone on in his life, struggles with relationships, um, struggles in, um, in what, what, I think what had happened, um, he, had, he tried to commit suicide, and just these, he was able to use humor and accept those negative things that were going on in his life, and so that was really, really impactful and really powerful as well. And I think for a lot of people, the lack of confidence comes from thinking that people are going to find out all these negative things about their lives. The reality is that we all have these negative things in our lives that we don't want other people to find out, and the moment that they do, they don't really care because everybody's dealing with something. And I think when people can accept that for themselves and, and really understand that, okay, I'm dealing with something, it's kind of this negative in the past, and it doesn't define me. And so that, that can be the power stance to take where you can find hope in the midst of all this. Finally, spiritual... Genetics was the concept that you can actually change the way that you are being perceived. And that is powerful. Sherm's out.